With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. It's Queensryche right here on your classic metal show. A live version of Take Hold the Flame back when Jeff could really belt it out. Now uh, Todd LaTorre uh, does that. Yeah, and Todd does it just as well. He does. He does it amazingly. He does. So, uh, yeah, good stuff from uh, Queensryche back in the day. That that was one of those uh, uh, bands that proved that uh, you got to have all five elements together to make that uh, great sound. And, you know, obviously the uh, cracks started to form when uh, Chris DeGarmo left the band. And, uh, you know, they were just never the same since because not only did Chris, you know, contribute to the to fantastic guitar playing but he was also a great backup vocalist as well and it you know he complimented jeff uh in the vocal area he did certainly did so so that's one of those elements that uh is definitely missed so the minute you take one uh, ingredient out of uh, out of the chemistry it just is never the same no certainly not Mm-mm. hail and kill caller you're on the air Hey, hell and kill, fuckies. I figured I'd try and squeeze myself in here before. I know you guys hate uh, callers in general, especially Chris, but I figured I would uh, get in here before you guys got onto a topic. I ordered a a T-shirt from you guys two weeks ago, and Neely sent it to me. I used to live in Fort Worth, Texas, and I am now an Indiana resident, Neely. Yeah. I, I did send one to Indiana last week. Yes, you did. Rockville, as a matter of fact. Okay, so uh, what? What's your? Right. What's well, your... Well, 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 it's you know what I I have subscribed to you guys' point of view about I fucking hate people, <laughs> and I went from the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, from an area of three million to a town of less than three thousand, and you know what? It is so refreshing. It's—I uh, don't know how to phrase this without sound. You know, what? I'll just go ahead and say just it. Just say it, dude. You, know, you, got, you got nothing got, to lose. Yeah, you got everything yeah, to gain, I, as Jeff Tate just yeah, saying. So take yes, hold the well, flame, my friend. Take hold. Yes, I—I I will take hold of the flame, Neely. I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna tell on you, but without sounding like a complete faggot, your penmanship—if you're the one that addressed the actual—I did. I actually addressed is, the envelope. Isn't that amazing, dude, bro? Bro, like, do I need to send you a self-stamp, self-addressed stamped envelope for the All two right. bumper stickers you sent? Stop trying to be funny. <laughs> Stop trying to suck our dick. Get to your point. 
right, there there are more Amish people here, Chris, you fucking asshole, than minorities, and I'm okay with that. So I just wanted to let Neely know that I don't live too far from you. I've relocated, and I love where I'm living, and I fucking hate people. And my manager's tapping me on the shoulder Oh, boy, right should now. I be concerned about having a stalker now? No, yeah, forget about it, as they, as they like to say in the Northeast. No, no, don't worry about that. Okay, all right. All right, my manager's tapping me. Anyway, I I figured I'd get in here before you guys. I I know you guys we like to hang up on you. people. <laughs> Fucking hell, Chris! Bye. <laughs> Good lord, that's a that's an enthusiastic fan right there, Neely. When the call is that bad, hang up. <laughs> well, he bought a shirt. I don't give a shit. Thank you for buying the shirt, but fuck. Write it down and read it if you're going to be a stammering, muttering idiot. Well, my uh, penmanship is fantastic. Oh, my God. I was about to fucking throw up. <laughs> Did you smell the stamp to see if you could smell maybe saliva, too? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God, that's funny. Holy cow. <laughs> so he got a he got bumper stickers. He got a shirt. He, he enjoyed my penmanship. He's an Indiana resident now. He hates people. Great. He's a fan of the show. He's got it all going on. He's the reason why you stay the fuck in your house. So you don't have to <laughs> in, run into anybody like him in Indiana. Yeah. Jesus. I And I, and I got nothing. I don't know that guy from anybody. I just know this. Have a fucking point. And we don't need you to call. I'm, I'm making this statement to everybody that calls in. Do not tell us how great we are. Okay? One, we don't believe it. Two, we don't want to hear it. Call in and say, you know what? I want to thank you for the fucking shirt. It rules. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Fuck there. And hand job. And out. Stop. Oh, my God. We know we're great. <laughs> I want to comment on your penmanship? Really? <laughs> I'd like to compliment you on your promptness too for getting to that to that uh, post office as well. Mm-hmm. Way to go, buddy! And well, the way you made that stamp line up legibly, it wasn't crooked on any angle. When I looked at the package, <laughs> the stamp was nice and straight. Did you do that, Neely, or did the guy at the post office do that? I'm afraid to tell you, the guy at the post office did that. Well, Neely, next time you're in there, would you do me a favor and thank him, too? Because the way he puts stamps on packages is really fantastic. I, I like my mail neat. Yeah, fantastic. His his alignment matched your penmanship, sir. <laughs> Holy cow. So he's wearing his uh, Rex shirt among the Amish. Good. The Amish are probably like, what the hell is that? Well, they're they're definitely uh, got their crucifixes out, uh, you know, keeping their house safe from the the demonic, uh, you know, the devil worshiper that moved into their community. Yeah, I'm sure, but they don't have any riots in their neighborhoods. <laughs> Probably not. Although they got to be at really high risk for fire, don't they? Mm, you don't might they think, but they build everything out of wood. They do, including their clothes. Isn't their clothing made out of like fucking like? The most flammable oh, material. Just, just, just like wool and cotton, maybe. I don't know. It just looks uncomfortable as hell. Mm-hmm. Oof. 
Good Lord. Boy, that caller got me going. Jesus <laughs> I'm not even angry. I'm, I'm in like a mellow <laughs> mood tonight. It's like, dude, come on. Mm. When you start off your call with, I know Chris hates the callers, you should end your call right there. Because you're just setting yourself up to be one of those guys. You're just setting yourself up. You're telling me I'm not confident in my call and I know Chris is going to hate it, but here I go anyway. It's like, oh, you saw the video. I fucking put my head down. I was like, come on. And then you're asking him questions behind it. I, I want to punch you. You should have just hung up. Click. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's get into some music stuff, shall we? Let's do that. All right. Well, apparently, the wife of Slayer's Tom Araya is sharing racist anti-protest memes on social media. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, um, let's see here. There's been criticism of Tom Araya's wife, Sandra. She is she is getting um for putting out some insensitive posts to her social media page in recent days yeah araya has had some brushes with political controversy in the past calling america a nation of crybabies after fans got upset with him and posted a photoshop of slayer with trump to the point that the rest of the band distanced themselves from his actions. Okay. And it wouldn't be a leap to assume Araya and his wife, Sandra share the same political views. While the Slayer frontman has not shared his views on the ongoing protests. It's clear where his wife stands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're worried about Tom Araya's wife. Yeah. You know her at all, Sandra? I don't know her at all. I know her a little bit. All right. Sandra is being criticized. And here is a sample of some of the controversial memes she shared. I got to jump. Play music. All right. It is your classic metal show right here on the classic metal show. Commercial radio sucks. That's why we're here. I already had something lined up there. Classic metal show. I didn't know when you were coming back. So I had something extra lined up, but uh, there we go. I'm back. All right. People want to know, did you uh, take Perfect 7 before the show and had an emergency run? <laughs> no, that was not it. I'll, I'll tell you what it was. Is my, my fucking kid, my daughter. Your called. fucking kid. Is that, is that literal or is that, uh, what, are you saying right about now, your, what are you saying about your kid? Right now, she's on my shit list, to say the least. She is my fucking kid. She, um... She, I guess, was at work or some shit, and um, her, she has a dog, which, you know, I want nothing to fucking do with, and um, she came home and found the dog with its leg completely bound and wound in some kind of wiring or some shit. I don't at, know at, what. At her, at her house? At her house. I don't know what, because she was hyperventilating to the point that it sounded like she found her grandmother dead in a pool or something. <laughs> okay. I mean, she's it was that it was that kind of shit. Okay. So she's asking me what to fucking do. Me, Mr. Pet, who doesn't know dick about fucking pets. 
I certainly don't know what to do about a fucking fucked up pet at 1045 or 1030 at night on a Saturday. All right. So I, she was losing her fucking shit. So she called my son who came in here and told me that to try and help. So then I had to call John because I know John knows what to do with fucking pets. So he told me who to call. So then I had to call them that I waited on hold for them for 10 fucking minutes. It's a good thing. It wasn't a heart murmur or something. Pet the, fucking, the fucking dumb pet would have been dead from a heart attack waiting on <laughs> fucking hold to see if they were still open because of fucking COVID. And then I finally got a hold of them. And then I called my daughter back and said, take that fucking mangy fucking three-legged mess to the fucking hospital. All right. So now she's on her way to the hospital. Okay. So enjoy your $5,000 bill, Kylie. <laughs> Emergency care on a stupid fucking dog. Right. God, fucking pets. Yeah. See, I, I like dogs. I had dogs as a kid. Yeah. But uh, the last dog I owned was 1985. So that's 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. That's the last time I owned a dog. Yeah, I like dogs, hot dogs. <laughs> but uh, would I have a dog now? Uh, as much as I enjoy, you know, a pet, I would never have one. Yeah. As I will tell her tomorrow, if she had a gun, she wouldn't have She wouldn't have to worry about coming home with a gun being tangled up in a wire. Yeah. You know, have a gun. <laughs> Fuck dogs. Yeah. You know, if they tell her it's going to be $5,000, ask them how much it is to put a needle in its neck and well, be done with it. I will, uh, I will never forget my dad saying to our neighbor who came over and was telling us about this elaborate surgery that their dog had, and it was like $3,000. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. It was just like, wait a minute. You're telling me you spent $3,000 on surgery for your dog when a bullet only cost a nickel? Yeah, no shit. That's exactly what he said to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you imagine people saying that today? Oh, yeah. It'd be Holy shit. That would be all over social media. You know what mm -hmm. Mr. Neely said? Dog mm -hmm. hater. Dog mm -hmm. hater. And there'd be protests out in front of the house. Dog lives matter. People yeah. waving their signs around. Pet bullier. Pet Lear. <laughs> Again, I, I I love dogs. I've had dogs. I, I enjoy them. But today, no, I wouldn't have a dog. Uh, no. Hell no. No, I, I would never. I would never have a fucking pet. And to answer your question, PC, you're not being a prick. No, she could have called the emergency vet if she wasn't such a fucking hyper goof. That loses her goddamn mind about everything. And then to make it worse, she called her fucking mom, who is a pet person, who told her to call me. <laughs> call your dad. Call your dad. He knows nothing about dogs. Call him. Another fucking bonus win for me for the divorce. <laughs> Thank God. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> By the way, did you like that meme I sent you today that our good friend George Mahalovic shared with me? Yes. That is hysterical. The ED? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, now I'm in a good mood again. Yeah. Ugh. 
All right. So we were saying Sandra Raya. Yeah, she she apparently was sharing racist memes <laughs> on her social media, and Metal Sucks picked up on it. Yeah, well, Metal Sucks. That that right there says exactly what you need right there because that that fucking publication stinks. Well, again, this this is uh, this basically just just this article alone basically is saying that if you support Trump, you're a racist. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, of, of course. I, I mean, I looked at, the, I saw this article. I looked at the tweets that she posted. First of all, if you can't tell that they're supposed to be comical, you're an idiot. And secondly, so what if she is? Who cares? Yeah, it's none of your business. I mean, who cares? And and again, I don't care what anyone posts on social media, be, being that I am not a social media guy. Don't care for it. Don't, don't, don't give yeah. two shits. Why do people put so much stock in social yeah. media? That's that's the question I've always had ever since as far back as MySpace. Mm-hmm. Who cares what people put on their social media? Why sure. do you care? Yeah. And and if it's so important to you that, that everybody shares your view, why don't you unfollow the people that don't? If you if you're on social media and you only want to see people that think your way, then just invite those people your way. You don't have to have Sandra Araya on the fuck on your fucking Facebook or your Instagram <laughs> or, or whatever. Or your Twitter. I can promise you Sandra Araya did not reach out to Metal Sucks to put them on her on her fucking Facebook. I will say I was happy to see today she was also in Facebook jail so she couldn't answer this thing which is <laughs> she was real in Facebook fucking- jail. She was. She was suspended from Facebook, so she couldn't answer this fucking article for a couple of days. Right. But she came out today just swinging. She came out with like, you know what? Fuck them and fuck you, and I'm not changing a goddamn thing. Well, again, I'm glad she wasn't apologizing. Why would she? She's a she's the she's the wife of a millionaire. What has she got to apologize for? Well, not not only is it the whole money thing. Yeah. She's the wife of one of the most notorious, most groundbreaking metal frontman ever. Mm-hmm. But also a millionaire that's retired. Yeah. It ain't going to cost him no business. It's not going to cost him dick. She doesn't need to say anything on that. She can just say, you know what? Suck my dick, metal sucks. Metal suck my cock. You know, she doesn't have to say, she doesn't need to say boo to them. And she won't. She, I'm sure she don't give a fuck. I've met her before. She's really, really nice in person. So, well, I, I know nothing about her, but that was just passed along to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, lovely. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah. Well, I'm with you on that. Who Who does give a shit? Why, why do you Why do you care? Yeah. I will say I was surprised to see it come up across across my email. I get because I got an email from um, somebody that that sent it about Sandra Araya, and it, and of course it was. Wife of, what was the headline? Wife of Slayer frontman um, posts racist whatever. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Then I went, of course, I you know, my curiosity, I went to look at what she posted. And I was like, ha ha, there's nothing here but jokes. Yeah, it's, it's just silly. Yeah, it's just jokes, you dummies. Yeah, it's satire is what it is. Yeah. People are stupid. Yeah, it's like you, you can't. You can't joke about anything. No. Well, the the real problem is, is too many people give a fuck. 
you know, do they you, do they really give a fuck, or are they just uh, looking for a reason to just? Well, no, not that. I mean the other way. Too many give. Too many people give a fuck if they're if you're if they're being called out. Right. Like a lot of time, a lot of other people, if they would have got this this article written about them, would be would be like, I'm sorry, I was so insensitive. After further review, I've learned at how I could be a better person, and you know all that other horseshit faggotry, right? You know, and um, yeah, no, there's no need to apologize. There's no need to apologize for anything. Fuck that. Who cares what Metal Sucks thinks about? about you who gives a shit yeah look at what she did yeah man look at just look at it yeah just wear your protective glasses so you don't go blind from the trump support (sighs) all right well let's get into this whole thing with um you know, obviously, our good friend Tim from Australia called. Yes. And uh, he wants us to talk about this whole Tommy Lee thing. All right. Certainly. So I w- I'm just going to abide by your email instructions. Please do. That you would like to present this story. I would. And uh, I'll just follow along. All right. Well, click on the link so that you I have did. it up. I so did. We I did. I got we can it. play the videos at some point. Okay. I would like to do the read of the um of the publicity um <laughs> the bio or whatever you want to call this, the publicity sheet that okay. they submitted. Cuz this is a doozy. You're going to love this, Neely. <laughs> All right. This is directly from from Blabbermouth so people can follow along if they want to. The headline is Motley Crue's Tommy Lee drops two new solo singles. Knock me out and tops. No, knock me down. Knock me down. Whatever. Yeah. They should knock him out. Yeah, like you should. Something. You should uh, do this sort of like the Reverend Aiken would do. Everybody, turn your hemnals to <laughs> blabbermouth. <laughs> blabbermouth. Chapter two, verse five. <laughs> yeah, please do. And they write, <laughs> but um, as you you probably did not see this, Neely. I didn't. But, I, uh, I I avoided it purposely for this did you happen to see his quote earlier in the week to hype people for these songs i did not i i ignored it okay good i'm just gonna paraphrase it i'm not gonna dig that one up but i'm gonna tell you that tommy put out on his instagram that when people heard these two new songs they would quote be bugging isn't that like a fresh prince uh, quote, isn't that something that the Fresh Prince might have said, like in the late eighties or early nineties? Yeah. You be bugging. I don't think bugging is has been relevant in a long time. <laughs> I, I think that I think the last time I heard the word the the term bugging yeah. was like the movie Clueless with Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I think that's really the last time I heard that. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready to start bugging? Well, uh, if, if that means that I've got, uh, you know, um, lice in my shorts or something, no, the, the answer is no. But in Tommy Lee speak, let's get bugging with Tommy Lee. Right. Well, let's do that. In conversation with Tommy Lee about his new music, his abject joy over his new album 
Andro is infectious. Uh, so, so there's a whole album, whole album coming. Well, oh, he isn't. Man, he no. isn't actively touring with Motley Crue, so I guess he's got time to work on garbage. Yeah. Well, and the new album is called Andro. Okay. It's in androgynous, I guess. The mastermind between this com- the mastermind behind this compelling collection of songs has conquered TikTok, amassing 560,000 followers in the past couple of months while growing his Instagram audience to over 1 million during quarantine. All right. So an audience that eagerly awaits his new opus. Uh, opus. <laughs> Opus. Opus. First of all, do you think that he amassed these 560,000 TikTokers and this million people because they're waiting for new music? No, from they, they just know the name. They just know the name Motley Crue and they know the name Tommy Lee. Yeah. So, so yeah. I don't think that he amassed this following mm. because of his rap uh, music. No, definitely not. But according to this press release, that's why, because they're they're as pumped as he is for Andro. Let me let me ask you something. And again, right. I know we talked a little bit about this because I am not a social media guy. I, yes. I just absolutely hate it. I think it's the ruination of society. Mm-hmm. But but what what aside from being a newer platform, what is the appeal of TikTok? What do they offer that that the other social media platforms did not offer? before TikTok. I don't know. I I've looked at it. I don't have a TikTok. I I've tried to figure out like ways I could use it for like pinball PA or you know the porn site or any of that stuff and I I can't figure out what I would do with TikTok. I, I all it looks like to me is like a combination of like Vine and Instagram video to me, like little short little video clips okay but but how is that different from anything else that's been out there beats me i have no idea i i really don't know okay again i'm just asking somebody who who does this for a living i i have no idea i don't care about it i'll never have a tiktok and the the only thing and i'm going to make an old reference here Mm -hmm. uh the david bowie movie the labyrinth Mm -hmm. there was a little guy there that had the uh had the little pocket watch he goes oh tiktok (laughs) right that's just it it's just like i'd rather i'd rather refer to the tiktok from the labyrinth movie but that's just me oh i know i know just just knowing some some younger people like scribble for instance who's a younger kid that's a rap fan i'm quite sure he's been waiting for a uh you know 50 60 year old rap a 50 or 60 year old white guy rock star to come out with rap music don't you think yeah i'm sure he's been waiting. <laughs> well and and to, to to do a shout out to scribble yeah even though i'm not a fan of rap at all mm-hmm. i appreciate the fact that he's a self-starter yeah. and he's a self-promoter and he's a self-produced guy and a self-funded guy and mm-hmm. he believes in what he does and he he does pretty good at what he does well, and he's making some real headway with people he's working with. I won't mention one because I don't think he's announced it yet, but it's as big a name as there is in the rap world that is going to do a song with him. Okay. 
I'll text it to you. But I'll all right. Say I won't say it. On and I and I'll look. I'll look at the text and I go, "Who? Oh, you won't until you know this name." All right. I'm just gonna take your word for it. There, I just sent it through. Oh, okay. Stuff. That's cool. That's a big name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's a big legacy name. That's a big name. Okay, cool. He's, he's working with that guy. He's working from different guys from Wu Tang Clan and stuff. So I mean, he's working with some people. All right, but again, this is a guy that believes in what he does, and he just mm-hmm. puts his heart and soul into it. And yeah. you know, he he does everything he can to promote his craft. And yeah. uh, good for him. And and again, I, I'm not a fan of that style. I mean, you know, that's just not my thing. But I appreciate what he does. Right. Oh, yeah. I, and I do, too. I, and I am a fan. And I am definitely a fan of Scribble's rap. He's a good rapper. Mm-hmm. As rap goes, he's a good rapper. Yeah, well, he's, he's done a couple CMS raps. Yeah, and they're good. He's fun. And he did the um, Real Dave Mustaine. <laughs> Remember that song? Yeah, absolutely. That's a fun one, too. All right, let's get back to this Tommy Lee in, you know, this this awesome buildup to these songs. Big press release. Big press release. Lee has had a mega popular Netflix film, The Dirt, starred in and produced three network TV shows, Tommy Lee Goes to College, Rockstar Supernova, Battleground Earth, Ludacris versus Tommy Lee. I don't know anything about that. I don't remember that either. Battleground I, I, I do remember the Tommy Lee goes to college and I do remember the supernova thing, but no. that other one don't know anything never, about that. Had a New York times bestseller with Tommy land. Don't remember that either. Well, I do remember Tommy land. I do remember, I remember the album, not the book. Um, and has appeared on scripted and interview TV shows. Most recently, a hilarious appearance as a professor on ABC's The Goldbergs. Don't know anything about that. So actually, The Goldbergs is a is a great show. It's it's pretty funny. I have, but that this is on network television. Yeah, it's on ABC. Okay, I don't it's, have it's, network TV, so it's a pretty funny show. It's, All it's, right, it's, I'll it's, take your word it's for it. Gritty. It's it's definitely gritty. It's right. definitely not clean cut. All right, I'll take your word for it. But it should tell all you need to know about if it's a goofy show or not is that Tommy Lee played a professor. That should tell you right there what a goofball show this is. Let's see, Professor Lee. Yeah, Professor Idiot. <laughs> all right. The longtime Motley Crue drummer has just spent the last two years writing and recording his new album, and it is about to challenge virtually everything you thought you knew about him and his musical proclivities. <laughs> what? It's going to challenge you, man. You're going to listen to it and go, oh, my God, I can't believe that's Tommy Lee. Mm, okay. You think that's going to be your reaction? No. You're not going to feel challenged by his musical no. proclivities? No. The the people in our age group yeah. want to hear Motley. People who yeah. are younger than us, who are into rap, they're going to say, who's this old fucking dude? They're going to say, why do I want to listen to that guy from my dad's fucking music yeah, collection? It's like, what What the fuck is this guy? Who is this old dude? Yeah. This is the guy that got knocked out by his kid, right? Yeah. That's what they're going to remember about Tommy Lee. Oh, Brandis. <laughs> they're not even going to. Dude, it's been so long now. They're not even going to remember him from the fucking Tommy and Pam tape. 
even that is so outdated and old now. Tommy Lee is just a, they're going to remember him from, they're going to remember his character from the dirt. They're not going to, you know, but he obviously wasn't in that. Think about this, dude. The whole Tommy and Pam thing. Yeah. Was 30 fucking years ago. I know. That's crazy, isn't it? That's I, dude, I was watching a little bit of the shield today. Just killing some time. You know, that came out in 18 years ago. The shield. That's almost 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old fast. All right. Back to this, back to this nonsense. True. He hinted at some of the complexity behind the chaos when he formed methods of mayhem and when he toured with Skrillex, Zed and dead mouse, but Lee's new set of tracks seemed to truly represent the music that he was meant to make. Really? I, I think he made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars with Motley Curl. That was a sellout days, though. That wasn't <laughs> really. really? So, so making a half a billion dollars with Motley Crue, that was just sellout. <laughs> and that wasn't, that wasn't the music he made with Methods of Mayhem. Oh, right. For, for this new Andro album. And that definitively reveals the depth and range of his musical fascinations. They also represent the male and female sides of music, equally important and equally powerful. Thus, the name of the album, Andro. So what, is he a transvestite now? Well, he did admit that he sucked dick recently in an interview. He did say that he's he's enjoyed a dick or two. Really? Yes. I, I that was recent. Okay. Yeah, fairly recently he did an interview and he said he'd sucked a cock. What do you think Sam Kennison would have said today <laughs> if he said, you know, I was thinking about tasting a dick sometime in my life, but then I thought, eh. I don't think Sam would have said that. <laughs> well, no, that's that's a that's a line from one of his stand-ups. He was just like, yeah, you know, he says everybody has this homosexual uh, uh, fantasy. He goes, yeah, I was thinking about sucking a dick at some time in my life, but uh, when you add the old AIDS factor, that quickly put that fire out. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, of course, Tommy Lee was in the uh, Wild Thing video. Right. So do you think if Sam Kinison were alive today, spouting the things that he said when he said them, if, mm -hmm. if Tommy Lee said, yeah, I tasted a dick or two in my life, do you think Sam Kinison got, yeah, that's cool, dude? Truthfully, probably. Really? Just yeah. because of pressure or because he yeah. really thought that? I think Sam would have, Sam would have adjusted with the times. Do you? I do think that. So, yeah. so do you think Sam Kinison's untimely death was probably the best? Yes. Yes. Because if he hadn't died, he'd have become dice. Mm, okay. Dork, dork with big glasses. <laughs> Not funny anymore. <laughs> so, so basically the death of Sam Kinison put a stamp on yeah. that on that era and it was just like maybe it's best that he he went away at that point dude isn't that the isn't that how it works for most most musicians the ones that died didn't didn't and didn't live a real long time they went out on top and they stay legendary yeah yeah because you never had a bad release from them you know i mean think about like 
most people like Jim Morrison. You yeah, like Jim Morrison. Well, doors. I do. I like some doors. I mean, I'm not like a major fan, but I, yeah. I do. I do appreciate what they do, and I do own some doors stuff. Yes. Sure. You don't think that Jim Morrison's music that he would have made going forward would have just sucked a bag of dicks? Well, I'm, I'm going to go with a Doug Stanhope reference here. Hmm. He makes some comparison about uh, you know all these legacy bands playing like the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he was talking, I think he was doing a hypothetical where he was saying that if Jimi Hendrix had lived mm-hmm. and he was doing a Super Bowl halftime show with, uh, with, <laughs> with Elton John. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, rocket man. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he goes, oh my God, this is pathetic. Yeah. Uh, but that's what happens. Yeah, I know. And and that's the thing. Uh, they, they went out on top. They did. They went out on top. It's sad that they went out so early in their life. But uh, he was just basically, you know, Doug Stanhope was basically saying, you know, maybe it was just time that they left the earth because they were out of shit. They were out of good stuff. Look at look at the guys that didn't die. You mentioned Elton John. Yeah. Last 20 years, Elton John have been terrible it has has been i mean really probably even longer i would say he stopped writing good hits around i'm still standing yeah about 84 like yeah. too low for zero or i'm still yeah, standing so yeah, it's yeah about 83 84 yeah and then after that you got a bunch of bullshit and and disney tunes <laughs> you know he wrote fucking lead songs for disney well he made shit tons of money with Disney. yeah yeah but he still puts out records that stink. Yeah, he, he put he out one. he put out family friendly music, yeah. you know, through the nineties into the two thousands and so forth. But and yeah. you know, I guarantee you, he probably made more money in that era of his career. You know, Elton John, who was hugely popular, you know, in yeah. the seventies into the eighties, mm-hmm. who was selling out stadiums and stuff. Yeah, that guy. That guy uh, um, filed bankruptcy like two or three times. Yeah. It's just like fucking ridiculous, dude. It's you like, dude, him. you like made millions upon millions of dollars and you filed bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just let it fritter away. But can you imagine if he would have died at like 50, he would be like considered probably the greatest song singer songwriter guy ever. One of them. Yeah. He definitely would have been, you know, near the top of that. Well, the I, I think I think the uh the pinnacle of the Elton John legacy mm-hmm. is when he tried to quote unquote normalize himself by actually getting married to a woman. Yeah, Remember right. that? That was what, like eighty yeah. four? I think it was like eighty four or eighty five, he actually married a woman because yeah. you know, because he was so normal. <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to be normal. Yeah. And he said Tiny Dancer was about her or something, didn't he? <laughs> didn't, it, didn't he say that? that I don't that, recall that, that part. I don't I don't remember him. that at all. All I know is Tiny Dancer was about uh, uh, that Jagoff, the former mayor of uh, Chicago, that um, former Obama guy. Oh, Rahm Emanuel. Yeah, Rahm Emanuel, being he was a uh, ballerina guy. Right. <laughs> Tiny Dancer. Exactly. But dude, he would have done himself justice by dying at about 1985 or so. He would have been a legend. 
Think about if Phil Collins hadn't carried on. That would have been good for his career. Yeah. If Phil Collins would have died in like 1990, he would have got it all in and fucking not ruined his career. Yeah. Now the last thing we have is him falling over on fucking stage. (laughs) I got to admit, as much as I love Phil Collins as a musician, just seeing some of those videos on his last, you know, solo tour. Sad. Just painful to watch. He's just like a decrepit old man. They they have to just wheel out on stage and it's just like, oh my God, look at this yeah. guy. Dude, look at look at fucking Gordon Lightfoot. It's another guy who should have dropped off in the seventies. He should have just died in the seventies. He hasn't had one good song since nineteen fucking seventy five or whatever. And then look at those videos that we saw of him recently. Yeah. Oh. It's embarrassing. It's like they they painted a skeleton pink. And send it out on the stage. Well, I I can't let's see. It was it's been about let's see, what's the last time I saw Gordon? I, I saw him at a I went to one of his shows. I'm gonna think that it might have been ten years ago was the last time I saw Gordon live. You know, yeah. and he performed and his band performed and stuff, but it was definitely a shell of, you know, yeah. the Gordon Lightfoot that, that I personally enjoy. Sure. And, and I mean, let, let's go to the true legends. That one that died early, that probably should have died earlier. Should have Elvis should have been eating them shit sandwiches five years earlier. Because <laughs> he hung around five years too long and embarrassed himself at the end with Fat Elvis. Yeah, the big Fat Elvis. And what does everybody what does everybody think of now about Elvis? You don't think of the hundred fucking number one songs that he had. You think of you Fat think Elvis. Of Fat Elvis, of course. <laughs> That's all you think of. You think of Fat Elvis, and you think of him dying on the shit or eating a fucking peanut butter and banana sandwich. Right. That's what you think of. You know, and and I honestly think he lost some of his legend by hanging around too long. Yeah. And what kind of shitty music would he still be writing if he was still making music? It would have been awful. He'd have been doing songs with Snoop Dogg. Because he was he was definitely one of those guys that was always willing to do anything to stay in the limelight. Right, to stay relevant. So you know goddamn well there would have been that that Elvis and Eminem E and E or some shit. Right. That would have come out or so you know it. Yeah. It would have been embarrassing. And I think Jim Morrison would have gone into some kind of weird liberal fucking horse shit and toured with um Pearl Jam and Neil Young. <laughs> On some fucking garbage tour. Right. You know, I, I mean, all these guys, dude. I mean, the, the ones that hung around for a long time, fucking even even Bruce Springsteen, as much as I'm a Bruce Springsteen fan, he would have done himself a favor if he would have jumped off the planet right after he released The Rising. He could have done his 9-11 thing and just dropped off. But instead, he put out like five albums in a row that have all sucked dick. It's like, dude, just stop and disappear already. Don't ever re- don't ever be seen again. Go to an island, and not Epstein's island. Alan <laughs> Kill Caller, you're on the air. Billy Joel's never done a bad record. Who? Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Oh, dude, come on! Billy Joel's career was over back in 1989. When he started, I know, but he's never done. He's, he's never, he's never done a bad record. Are you kidding me? We didn't start the fire. That's awful. That's awesome. Terrible. Oh, stop. Terrible. Terrible. And and just just on that 
on that Phil Collins thing. Yeah. I went and saw that tour. I've been waiting 25 years oh to see God, that tour. Oh, my God, okay. And, um, yeah, he was he was on a walking stick and whatever, and, and I acknowledge all that, but Jesus' voice was good. Well, again, it's not, that, it's not that his voice wasn't good. It's just the material is poor. The material yeah. that he released lately, the last couple of records, that yeah, from but seriously on has been terrible. Well, that's that's true. And I know it's true. Elvis, I said it. Elvis's Elvis's voice never failed him. Again, was, you're 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 picking on the thing that that made them what it is. But my point, our point is, is it's not that they can't perform the old songs or their voice isn't good or anything. It's just if they were writing material after a certain point, then it blows. So yeah. you know, Genesis. You know, after the Mama tour, that was it for them. That was, the, you know, when they went to the We Can't Dance and they went to the Invisible Touch, holy shit, that was just like dog shit. Mama was like the pinnacle. That was it. That's where they should have stopped. Yeah. And after that, the it was... Invisible Touch was awesome. It was garbage. Oh, it was garbage. It, I, I'll give Tim that it's listenable. And, and, um... What's the, what's the one, the slow song? It's track two on the record, Tim. You know it. Um, giving It All Away? No, that's a good song, though. Giving It All Away. That's a good song. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I can't, it's a slow song. It's the second song on the record, and that's pretty good. But but um, Invisible Touch was terrible. Um, we Can't Dance. Yeah, that was a different record, but that sucked. Um, well, I like I like pop. I like pop, and I thought Invisible Touch was really good. Dude. I mean, Invisible. It's all it's all timeline, right? Because in, Invisible Touch was really the first Genesis I ever really heard. Really, dude, you, you know? dude. I'm gonna, I was, I was, that, that was like eighty seven. Twelve. That was eighty seven. Yeah, I was twelve. Sucked. Yeah, and I was tonight. I was tonight. 12. Tonight is the song I'm I'm thinking of that I liked. And Land of Confusion's really good. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Land of Confusion was garbage. Into Deep was generic and bullshit. Um, Domino was crap. Ten minutes of garbage. Uh, throwing It All Away was really pretty good. I like that song. The Brazilian, the instrumental, that was garbage. Invisible Touch was garbage. These are all bad songs. Jesus, He Knows Me was good. <laughs> oh, stop, Tim. <laughs> Because it was it was good how it how it attacked all the evangelists. I thought it was awesome. Who cares? It's terrible. It sucked. I'm looking at weak. But um, this Tim. this new this. I, how much do you reckon Tommy Lee paid to get this new record out? <laughs> Probably did. I, I don't doubt that at all. I don't know who's putting it I, out. I, but I, I doubt it's Sony. Yeah, and do you, do you think do you think Motley Crue will bring out a couple of new songs for the 40th anniversary or not? Uh, that falls into who gives a shit category. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know you guys don't care, but um, uh, this has been the funniest um episode of the classic metal show ever. This oh, is, this stop it, stuff. Tim! It's got me killing myself. We haven't even started yet. Oh, uh, it's. 
It's so terrible. And you know what's even worse? Is I'm going to buy it just because it says Tommy Lee on it. <laughs> Tim, it's okay not to own everything because you own something that you liked by somebody. Yeah, you're probably right, but I'm a you own methods of, I'm assuming you own Methods of Mayhem, right, Tim? I own all the Tommy Lee solo stuff, okay. all the Vince Neil solo stuff, all the Nikki Six solo stuff, everything. Fine, fair enough. What what is your what are your three favorite songs from Methods of Mayhem? I don't really like that album at all, but <laughs> I, there was a song on there called called Crash that was pretty cool. But no, I don't like that album at all. I do like, like I do like I do like Tommy Land the Ride though. And I, I like the I middle album. I thought the cool. middle album was pretty good too. The one with Drown that he sang, I guess, about that kid that drowned in his pool. Yep, yep. Or he yep, predicted never it, I guess, didn't come up before. Yeah. But uh, this this is just this is the worst thing. I think this is probably the worst music I've ever heard by anybody. <laughs> Freaking terrible. <laughs> I think that's a quote, Tim. And, you know, Don't buy the Tommy he, Lee. It's the worst music by anybody ever. I think it's horrible. Anyway, uh, I'm taking up too much time. Hail and kill. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Genesis, yes. you know who I got offered to interview and I'm actually going to interview? Who? Steve Hackett. Oh, I'd definitely interview him. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll do that interview. Yeah, I think he he left uh, he left just before, uh, and then there were three. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has a he has a new live album where he does like the full the full um, lamb on Broadway thing. Oh yeah, the lamb lies down on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck. I saw that it was offered. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll interview. That yeah, guy. sure. I mean, you know, he left in the late seventies, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big Genesis fan, as you know. Yeah. Although I can't tell from your disdain for, you know, Jesus, he knows me. <laughs> As Tim said, a classic. Right. <laughs> anyway, you 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 agree with me, though, that most of these guys should have died. Yeah, yeah. Than- well, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a point where you need to just stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they died, it's one thing. But if they sure. just retired or said, okay, yeah, I've, I've reached my pinnacle, I'm done. That's another thing. Yeah. Well, it's even like like Nirvana. I know you're not a Nirvana fan, but you know he would have released a bunch of shitty records that nobody would have liked in the end. Yeah, he would have. He would. He would have absolutely gone to shit because he already didn't like being famous. So he would have wrote a bunch of fucking nonsense. <laughs> you know, Marilyn Manson. He probably hung around too long. James Hetfield probably hung around too long. You know, all these guys. Not saying they necessarily should have died, but a retirement wouldn't be bad. That's kind of where I was going. Yeah, I'm not saying they have to die, but when they die, it puts that final stamp on them. I agree. Hail and and kill, Collier, you're on the air. Hail and kill. Perfect, perfect one was Cobain. He left at the right time. Because he would have went total artsy stupidity, acoustic stuff, and it would have been terrible. The worst thing about his death was Foo Fighters got so fucking big. I agree with that, too. I don't, Which I don't I, get. I don't understand that appeal at all. Foo Fighters. Not at all. And they're they're big. They're three times as big Huge. as Nirvana ever was. No, they're not. No, they're not. They, ticket sales-wise, they sell stadiums. 
Foo Fighters? They did. Flippers uh, of the Channels. I saw them sold out Wembley Stadium one night. I couldn't believe it. No shit. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, it blew my mind. It was just crazy. But what is your take on it, Chris? What do you think uh, would have happened? Because you know what would have happened if Pantera got back together, if Dime wasn't killed. Would it have gone to crap? It could have. Yeah, it would have gone to crap because Damage Plan wasn't that good. And that was, no, the, bad. Know, that was three of the, that was the primary songwriters. I mean, Phil would have, if they, if they would have brought those songs to Phil, Phil would have had different lyrics on it, but it would have still been the same basic thing. And, and Damage Plan wasn't that good. It was okay. No, a couple and they wouldn't, songs. yeah, and they wouldn't have gone very extreme, like Super Joint or any of Phil's stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, they, 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 I don't know. they would have never stayed together. I, I mean, I've always thought that anyway. Forget the forget the fact that the reason they broke apart was the drugs. There was no way they were going to stay together. And and I can tell you this from sitting two feet away from Vince and Dime and them wanting to absolutely murder me for asking the question. But they were definitely pissed off that Phil had other interests because their only interest was Pantera. Pantera was the only thing that those guys ever wanted to do. So, so even if... Even so you don't think they would have done a reunion tour? I think they would have probably for the money. I, I don't... I, I don't know. I, I mean... I mean, they had plenty of offers to do things after Dime died, and, and they never did. And Vince, Vince right. never hedged on it, you know. I've never heard that Vinny talked in, you know, behind the scenes about possibly doing anything. I heard that about Dime. I heard that Dime had, you know, Rita told, told us that on the show, that Dime had talked about, you know, trying to make it work and putting a Pantera reunion together. Never heard that about Vinny. And I don't think Vince would right. I really don't. Did Dime need the money? No. Pantera yeah. sold a okay. shit ton of concert tickets, dude. Oh, no, I saw them I saw at least eight or nine times. They are fucking awesome. And that's yeah. the thing. I'm glad. I'm not glad the guy got killed, obviously. But if it would have happened later where they got together, it wouldn't have been as good. It would have been. It always bums me out seeing a band later and realize how bad they were mm-hmm. and how good they used to be. There's very few that can come back and be as good or better. The... Uh, I can't the, think of one off the top of my head who did it. The only one I can think of off the top of my head, and I know there's more, and I'm sure people jump in and say it, is I would argue that the last two Anthrax records with Joey Belladonna have been as good as anything else with Joey Belladonna. Right. I would argue that. Those two records are fucking phenomenal. But, yeah, other right. than that, I don't know. I'm certainly not Van Halen. Um, no. Who else? But I love to hear the Bush songs again, but that's never going to happen. Bush, like John Bush. No, 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 John the John Bush era. John Bush. Yeah. I love to. I love to see him live again. Well, they're talking about doing that tour with the three singers, with Neil and John and and uh, jo- and Joey. No one wants to hear Neil. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few people just just for the spectacle of it. I I would go, 
But I would go with Joe. Too. If, I would go if Neil wasn't there as well. Whether Neil's there or not doesn't of mean course. anything. I would I would go. Well, they were talking about that in the nineties when they did uh the lesser of two evils. They were talking about getting those two together at that time and never happened. Yeah, well they tried to do it on the um the the A sides record and it was from what John Bush told me, it was a horrible experience when they did Land of Confusion or Ball of Confusion. When they right. when they did the song Ball of Confusion with the two singers together, and it it was a uh, it was an almost an abortion like effort, you know it was it right. was terrible, and the song played out that the song sucks, the song is fucking garbage. It's the lone John Bush era song that's absolutely garbage from their from their catalog, and, and it's a cover on top of that. Yeah, but it's, it's a Temptation good. song, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. if you listen, pull it up, Neely. The Ball of Confusion with um with anthrax because it's ooh, it stinks did you hear the uh the sod quarantine cover with Patton singing yeah that was okay i didn't like you know the changing the lyrics but whatever you know yeah well they're cowardly but whatever that's not shocking <laughs> right right hands up <laughs> and he checks out before it gets too late well that's good all right, uh, Anthrax, Ball of Confusion. Yeah, give that a little play. All right, let's see here. It's on, like, um, Killer A's. Yeah, I, I know I know where it is. I'm just pulling up Anthrax here real quick. Or, or One Hit Wonder, I think, is what album it actually was on. <laughs> yeah, I remember... I remember the all the hype for this uh, release was just like, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, that they had joint vocals from uh joey and and uh john bush yeah and it was just like oh boy you're damn right neely's butthole i did say that john bush told me man me because <laughs> he did tell me that i'm eddie trunk at it i'm dropping i'm dropping names right all right well here we go all right John Bush's delivery, though. Yeah, but... He, he's just, you know, 
not not specifically on the song. I'm just talking yeah. about his delivery. He's he just has just this just has this slight bit of rasp, mm-hmm. but it's it's aggressive and he just he's just like forceful and powerful. Is I I mm-hmm. like I like him as a vocalist. I do too. Huge fan, but oof, that's awful. Yeah. I like Joey too, but that's awful. Yeah. That's unlistenable shit there. That's probably the first time I've listened to that since it came out. <laughs> this is crap. Right. Evolution, revolution, don't control sounds and stuff. Children rocking through the moon. Kids growing up the soon. Politics the same on taxes. It's all everything. Just right there. <laughs> it's his delivery. I just love it. Mm, it's just. I'm glad you love it. No, I, again, not this song, just just his delivery. His delivery is fine, but ooh, that song stinks. I mean, it's just it just reeks of Armored Saint. Like I just said to Tim, it's okay to hate something even though you like the artist. <laughs> this is bad. Getting back to uh, Tommy Lee, where'd you leave right. off? Let's get back to that. Um, here we go. Androgyny is a combination of the essence of male and female genders. Uh, now, and, how, how is it the essence of both female and male genders? Don't ask me. You're going to have to ask Tommy. All right. And then maybe it'll be explained when you hear these songs. Okay. And the album is the manifestation of the concept. See? When you hear this album, you're going to understand the combination of the essences. All right. <laughs> Sounds like Tommy Lee is very woke. Oh, he's very woke. He's very woke. <laughs> the passion is evident right from the start of Andro out October 16th. As the album opens with the first two of his singles, Knock Me Down. A paint-stripping industrial metal stormer as close as Andro gets to what Lee is best known for. Nine-inch nails covers? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Featuring the up-and-coming rapper Kilvane, who gives a scorching performance. Wow. I heard his shit on the internet, Lee recalls, and I thought... This dude is badass. Oh, he isn't. Not, he, he isn't uh, bugging or anything like that. Oh, he, he just knew this guy was badass. Okay. Knock me down. Had his name all over it. He raps like a beast. Is super talented and actually says something. He's gonna blow up. You're gonna be bugging when you hear that. <laughs> well, should we play some of that? Yeah, play a little knock me down so that you can now that we've set that one up and then we'll come back and do the other one. All right, I want to hear so this this features this bugging new rapper dude 
Kilvain. You can find on the internet called Kilvain, K-I-L-L-V-E-I-N. And he gives a scorching performance. He's a scorcher. Scorching. All right. Here we go. That is scorching. Scorch, and doesn't it remind you of what he's best known for? Yeah. I mean, that's what it said. That this is as close as it comes to what he's best known for. This sound. This sounds like um, primal Kicks scream. My heart. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like primal scream to me. When I heard this, I started singing "Looks to Kill." <laughs> I, I mistook it. I mistook it for "Home Sweet Home." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Trent Reznor has nothing on this guy. Uh, heavy metal dad in the chat room. This would stop the looting. Uh, Darren, Re- Darren, Hay, too much bugging on a cock. <laughs> Neely's butthole with special guest shit. <laughs> and best name in the chat room. I think of all time, black metal Ray lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. That's a great name. <laughs> Rock and Roll Cola, Music to Fart, Astro Glide 2. Um, um, I'm not going to read that one because that's too racist. Um, 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 Rogue, LOL, is this song New Metal from 2000? Uh, heavy Metal Dad again, this is fucking horrible. Black Metal Ray's Lives Matter. Holy fuck, this is awful already. Neely's butthole, make it stop. <laughs> uh, I like uh, Rogue Adishu. Yeah. Literally 20 years behind trends. Sounds like corn. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good times by Tommy Butch Walker basically sang the song for him. Were you bugging when you listened to it? Yeah, I was bugging. All right. Bet you were. I was squirming in my seat. I was over here rocking. I like it. Okay. Not really. Not even a little. It's awful. I would have liked to hear Scribble do that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I guess Tommy didn't hear Scribble on the internet. He heard Kilvane instead. Area Smith, didn't his son knock him down? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's a song he's dedicating to Brandon. Right, of course. Instead of singing, Brandon, you're my son. He's singing, knock me down, son. Said Brandon did knock me down. Yep. I'm a fucking ass clown. <laughs> exactly. Stinks. All right. Continue with the press release. All right. Another singularly fierce pairing. Fierce. On the second, fierce pairing. That's a very that's second. a that's a very gay term, by the way. It was fierce. It's a fierce pairing. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Another singularly fierce pairing on the second of his two singles is with female South American rapper Push Push, (laughs) who raps like lightning in her unique accent over a cool Afrobeat groove on tops. An Afrobeat groove. Afrobeat groove. Can you say that without being racist? Hopefully they don't march on my house. Why why are you labeling music? Why why does it have to be Afrobeat? Why can't it just be a beat, man? I think Tommy can do that. Tommy's black. Oh, he's down with the Black Lives Matter. He's black. Okay. I'm concerned. She comes off as someone who you probably don't want to cross. She's a total troublemaker, Lee Jokes. Ooh, look out. It's pink reincarnated. She's a maniac. (laughs) With a powerful singing voice that takes listeners by pleasant surprise in between her staccato raps, Push Push has a down-to-earth attitude and the talents to deliver on her enthusiasm for experimental barrier-breaking projects. Wow. That's a lot of words. Barrier-breaking. Barrier-breaking, experimental, down-to-earth attitude. Oh boy! Isn't isn't that what uh, the looters are doing? They're breaking barriers. Yeah, breaking they're down dig- the barriers so they can st- the city down to so, earth, so they can steal the Louis Vuitton. That's right. Push Push has worked on a recent Pussy Riot single, and has performed alongside the likes of Peanut Butter Wolf. Peanut Butter Wolf. <laughs> yeah, she's worked with Peanut Butter Wolf. Holy cow! Can you believe it? I can't believe it. And Ryan Hemsworth. Isn't Ryan Hemsworth the guy that was fucking um, Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter? No idea. I think so. All right. Her track, her tracks have been featured on Comedy Central's Broad City. How about that? No, nothing about it. All right. Give me a little bit of push, push, um, doing tops. Okay. Don't play games, I don't win. When we played games, I see you lost heart. I don't write songs, I write sin. I don't speak, I toss sparks. So devastatingly disastrous. It's almost hard to watch you move so fast, it's hard to keep up. But you don't have to keep up, you just found a keeper. When your girl met me, she figured you'd leave her. 
it's out of your control what happens next what happens next is out of your control to your left can you hear my heart bursting up my chest is it just me or is it something i could grab hold of hold up my soul's up for sale i'm golden a textbook told me that i was disgusting to just laugh at that <laughs> she's she sounds like Nicki minaj <laughs> but just like a retarded Nicki minaj and Nicki minaj always sounds retarded yeah well don't don't all those female rappers all sound the same well they sound similar i i mean i i wouldn't put some of them in that i wouldn't put necessarily like beyonce sounding like that that sounds God awful. I don't know what that is. That is terrible. Oof. Even Tim hated that song. <laughs> Tim likes anything because it says Tommy Lee on it. You know what? You know what this reminds me of a little bit? What? Reminds me of this. All right. Hey, yeah, I want to shoot, baby. Shoot. Yeah, that was good. Somebody's <laughs> not, but it's very similar, right? It's similar. Look up anything from N- Nicki Minaj and just play it. Okay. N I N I C K I M I N A J. I think. I don't know any of the names of her songs, but they all sort of sound like this Tommy Lee shit. All right. What What's the name of the song? Any? I don't know. I don't know any song names. Oh, I thought you had a song. Just play any one of them. They all sound the same. All right. Let's see here see any kind of video from her uh music video <laughs> neely playing salt and pepper it's like blm hacked the show <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> i see the cms is really embracing the blm movement yes <laughs> jesus <laughs> chat room's on fire tonight yeah. we're not very funny but they're rocking yeah it. i like it I know nothing about Nicki Minaj aside from her ignorant uh, rants that she makes and her gigantically fat ass. Um, uh, how about Bang Bang? I don't know this song. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds All right, good. I want to play it. I don't know what it is, but I'll play it. Sure. Um. Okay. Here we go. Fuck. <laughs> 
same right it all sounds the same to me i mean i don't listen to this garbage but you know whatever it's somebody's 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 buying it i don't know who but certainly not me norm al sharpton is not calling in tonight (laughs) come on all right somebody said play rock show by the by peaches try that rock show peaches yeah, the name of the, I guess the name of the artist is Peaches. Okay. Play Rock Show by Peaches. So Rock Show. Okay. We are totally in fuck around mode tonight. Of course. I mean I again I don't know this shit. My, my it's daughter garbage. Got me out of focus. Garbage. <laughs> Nothing, nothing going on there. Oh, that stinks. <laughs> Stop leading us astray, you dicks. <laughs> yeah, we're we're embracing uh, CBLM. That's right. We are. Oof. So you're not you're not feeling the um the tops by push push. No, not at all. Hmm. Damn, dude. I'm not. I'm not thinking you're going to like this Tommy Lee record very much. No, I. I don't think this will be part of my collection. Oh, could I get it for you for Christmas? Have you throw it in the closet? It'll definitely end up in the closet, never to reemerge again, or get opened. Exactly. <laughs> All right, you want some more of the super press release? Or sure. Let's, no, hit, hit the press release. I gotta right. gotta hear gotta hear the finale here. All right. Both artist videos were directed by Lee's longtime friend, Fred Durst of Limpiskit. Oh, how about that? How about that? As alike as the sets are for the videos, that is how different sonically both songs are. I will say that's a true statement. <laughs> they are two very different sounding songs. Right. Doesn't even sound like they belong on the same record, if you ask me. <laughs> Working with Tommy was an incredible opportunity, says Push Push. He made sure that I was in a comfortable space, free to express myself fully and without limits. The video shoot was a dream come true. I felt empowered to show all my true colors without judgment. Honestly, that team could have made anyone feel like a star. Is that the most millennial paragraph you've ever heard? It convinces me. Just yuck. It was great working with Tommy. 
It's crazy because I grew up listening to Motley Crue, so I never imagined I'd end up working with Tommy fucking Lee. Do you believe and, that she grew up listening to Motley Crue? No, not her. Kilvane did. Oh, okay. Kilvane did. He enthuses. Oh, I'm sure he did. I was surprised he'd even heard of me, but that's all thanks to our mutual friend, Danny Loner. Danny showed Tommy my music last year, and that's when Tommy sent me the beat. I recorded half the song in my garage in Sacramento and the other half in his studio in Calabasas. I was like a kid in a candy shop in there. He has everything. The video shoot was surreal. Mm. Getting to work with both Tommy and Fred Durst on that was a dream. Oh, my. A dream. A dream. Others featured on the record include a Prince cover from Lucas Rossi, Josh Todd, Brooke Candy, and Mickey Avalon. The pre-order also launches today and includes an exclusive autographed pink and blue vinyl. But you can't wait, and that's it. Wow. How about that, huh? Can't wait. You gonna get you gonna get on that? Yeah, I'm gonna get right on it. I, I was watching the video, and you looked like you were bugging over there. I was. I was sure. really bugging. <laughs> what a bag of shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there is a uh, follow-up press okay. release or story, is there not? Um. Yes. The... Um, the... Um, with Motley... Yes. It... They have canceled their tour. Surprising. They've surprising. They've postponed it, I guess. All right. It's been postponed. Of course. Okay. Working. The fuck? Copy link address. Give me a second. I'll read that one too. Can you get this part off? All right. It's official. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Poison's The Stadium Tour postponed to summer 2021 wow so they got to wait a whole year yeah and by postponing no refunds <laughs> at least not yet motley crew def leopard poison and joan jet and the blackhearts have officially postponed their stadium tour to the summer of 2021 earlier today the four bands issued the following joint statement we wanted to continue to communicate with our fans and update you with valid information as it becomes available. The official decision has been made to move all 2020 North American stadium tour dates into the summer of 2021. The new stadium dates are being rescheduled. Your tickets will be honored for all postponed shows and refund policy information will be made available shortly, okay. but not right now. Stay tuned, be safe, and we will see you next year. <laughs> All right. So they got to wait a whole year. So I guess it gives Vince a whole year to, to continue getting in shape. Or to get fat again and then start again in January. Exactly. You know that's what he's going to do. Hmm. You think he's going to keep working out for another 12 months? I don't know. I, I saw a couple of photos that Vince is getting ripped. Yeah, I saw that, and he didn't look ripped to me. No, he looked better. He did. He did, better. He did look better. He dropped some pounds. He doesn't have the big uh, pregnant belly going on as mm -hmm. bad. Well, for a hundred thirty million dollars, you better bet they fucking 
probably hired not only a trainer, but somebody to fucking make sure he doesn't eat anything. Yeah, they got to stay with him 24-7. Don't you think they probably put somebody with him 24-7? I, Honestly. I, I think so. They probably move somebody right into his house. Yeah. So we're going to fucking, every time you stand up, you're going to do 10 jumping jacks. Yeah, no, no booze, no, yeah. uh, you know, no bad food. Right. You got to keep all the chairs out of his house. Yeah. That's a lot of money, Vince. Yeah. Keep it probably, together. You faggot. Probably took every seat, every place he could sit down out of his, out of his home. Mm. So he has to stand and work and compute and everything else standing up. Right. On a treadmill, probably mm -hmm. his dinner place at the tables on a treadmill, <laughs> his TVs in front of a treadmill. Yep. You know, you know, that's what they did. They're not going to fuck it. $130 million or whatever. I'm not going to fuck around with that. No way. Not for 20 uh -oh. dates. Yeah. You don't need me to read the rest of this. Do nah. you? I mean, it's just a bunch of bullshit behind it, but, but yeah, it's officially canceled. So Tommy, I guess will have a, have an open year to work on promoting yeah. this Andro record and go wrap his ass off. He can. <laughs> will you be at the show? No. No, absolutely not. I'll be standing in line bugging to get in. Sure you will. I will. You I want to see push, push you and the fresh Prince. I'm hoping Kilvane comes out on tour with him. <laughs> I really am. Mm -hmm. I will be bugging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a short break here. Let's, let's play some real push, push. All right. Here's some uh, Cinderella from Night Songs with Push Push exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Hey, this is Tom Kiefer, and you're rocking on the classic metal show. Right now at Kohl's, take an extra 25% off top active brands, including Under Armour for her. Get Nike shoes for the family, $48.75 and under, and save on Levi's denim for the family. Plus, get limited contact store drive up and get even more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. 25% off Under Armour ends August 9th. Nike ends August 8th. Levi's sale ends August 30th. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Tone out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash nebia.